You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 738, DC Gaming, part three, the 2995 Sourcebook. Welcome to episode 738 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am Christmas Christmas Tree Kid. <laughs> Christmas Tree <Christmas>, Kid? <laughs> Christmas Key. Yeah, yeah. I am Tongue Twister Lad. Uh, apparently. Hey, now. And um, happy. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Christmas Tree Kid, because uh, normally we wait until the 15th around then to get no. the tree. Uh, late, later is more special. That's the way we usually go. But last year we we almost got uh, got stuck, and uh, we're gonna have it this year. So Sarah and I went out and did our tree hunting and brought it back, and we got some new decorations for outside. And so we've done all of the inside, and we're getting started on the outside. And uh, so it is uh, as as Christmassy as a thing will get, and the kids. They are trying to screw me over on the Whamageddon. Oh, are they? I uh, threatened to take away their Wi-Fi. Um, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Serious. We serious. are not messing oh, around. Serious. We are not messing around because they are like, oh, they think it's the, they they think it's so amusing to try and get me with it, and it's like, nope, it is not happening. Any playlist that is being played over our main sound system will be pre-approved. Because we, because I am not getting got, no sir. I forget what are you trying to avoid. You can't hear last Christmas between uh, December first and December twenty fifth. I see. Yeah. I thought it was, any, any version or specific original. Uh, just, just the original just version. The original Wham version. Yeah, cover versions are 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 safe. So. Uh, so today, in fact, we went to put on some stuff on on uh, Sirius, and it's like, oh, here's a thing of Christmas covers. That will work just Wait. perfectly. <laughs> Someone buried the original in there somewhere in that list. Right? You. Exactly. They did. Still got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I got. Over to you, sir. Well, gentlemen, I'm among the fallen. No. I got Whamageddon today. No! Yeah, oh, and it was so the dumbest it. way ever. Uh-oh. It was I, on your own phone? No, 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 no. I was ordering food at a drive-thru, and the driver in front of me did not roll their window up yet. <gasps> over the radio came no! the strains of George Michael. I'm like, mother <laughs> puss bucket. <sighs> <laughs> That's the worst. And then, and then I thought about it. It's like this guy probably was playing him again. And he decided to take out as many motherfuckers with him as he could. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He I'm taking you all down. The entire drive-through line at the Duncan this morning. Bastard. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> anyway. Ah, <laughs> hum shit. Anyway. <laughs> and welcome, welcome to Darren Curses a Lot cast. Anyway, take a drink. So, uh, yeah, that was me over to you, Travis. Hey everybody, this is Travis Illisor. Uh 
this weekend I was that's not a knife. This is a knife lad. Oh, oh our, our Aussie friends would be so proud. I know where where are they? Where where are Brent and Derek now? I watched all three Crocodile Dundee movies this weekend. Oh, Wait a second. There's a third? Magnus. Yes. Oh. Fourth. There's no fourth. Is the third one the one he made recently? Or am I make, is my brain making that up? Hold on a second. There was a <laughs> teaser for a movie that did not exist. That was oh, that might be a tourism board. And that would have been cool with Danny McBride and all, but no. Right. There's three. There's one, two, and then uh, the third one's called Crocodile Dundee in L.A. Oh, my gosh. I, I have to find it. Yes. Anyway, so tell us I, about your experience, Travis. So I haven't seen these in a very long time. Uh, but I remember finally when I was uh, a child, my grandparents had like a collection of maybe 10 movies on VHS. Yeah. And Crocodile Dundee 2 was one of them. So I've seen that movie 50 times. So that was, of course, my favorite to revisit. Uh, and Absolutely. I still think it's the best of them. Yeah. Uh, the first one's okay. I think it's just kind of boring. I don't... It, it wasn't as... Um, I remembered a lot more action, I guess. I think for the second, they had a lot more money to work with. Yeah, they did a lot. They had right? a lot more like, fun in the second one. Yeah, there was a lot more that they could do, uh, whereas, whereas with the first one, it was like... It, it wasn't as... Uh, there wasn't as much money in it. Yeah, the first one, they were yeah. kind of, let's see if this works, and it did. Yeah. And so then they, the second one, they go to the Outback and have a lot more uh, adventure there. Oh, God, yeah. I love those first two. I hadn't, I didn't know there was a third, so I'll have to check that out. Hmm. Yeah, the third one, um, they go back to America again, and uh, they have a kid. And so the kid's there, and uh, it's got some plot going on with some crime something you know i whatever it's crocodile dundee and he's messing around with animals and fooling with people like he always does but uh but yeah second one's still the best uh the first and third one probably tied with me is they're they're okay yeah the second, the second one's still a lot of fun though that's my favorite but uh i, I was more about the earnest movies i, I <laughs> watched my share of those as well <laughs> I don't know well, if any of them are on streaming anywhere. Why couldn't they have done? Why couldn't they have done a movie where they worked with uh, with uh, Yahoo Serious as well? I mean, Young Einstein. Aww. Young Einstein, Aww. exactly. No, he said a movie that worked. Yeah, I want you to think about what you said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was me this weekend. Over to you, Michael. Hi, everybody. I'm Michael Grabois, and these last few days, I have been. Uh, 100 milligrams of guafenicin with 10 milligrams of codeine, lad. Oh, lucky you. Yes, which is a uh, uh, a leftover uh, prescription bottle of of uh, extra strength cough medicine that uh, only expired a year ago, so it's still pretty good. Uh, <laughs> which will, you'll you, you'll recall uh, last week when I mentioned that. I was uh, infected, lad, with the flu. Yeah. Uh, whenever I get something with a cough, the cough li- usually lingers for several weeks, and so I have uh, uh, I've been taking a couple doses of this per day just to keep my cough down. And man, this shit really works. 
It's it's yeah, like the stuff with codeine is the good stuff for comics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the don't make any plans version. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not uh, it's not quite that bad, but it uh, it works a lot better than regular extra strength Robitussin. Fair, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately, it's this is not the if you drink it you get high version, mm. or at least not in the doses that you're required to take. You're, you're not taking enough of it. That's why <laughs> I'm, I'm taking enough to get rid of my damn cough. That's yeah, that's, yeah. That's what matters. Yes. Yes. There's, there's other things that are available if one wants to get high without, that's true. That's true. without wasting this valuable, uh, you can, cough you can drive to Colorado from where you are. So, you know, you know where to go. <laughs> Probably legal in Louisiana too. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, cool. Or at least easier to get. Yeah, I was just going to say, it, it, in Louisiana, it doesn't matter if it's... <laughs> Medicinal or not. Yeah. And I, I, I know people. Uh, well, so, there you go. That. Yeah, it's handy to know people. Yes, it's handy to know people who know people. Yes. So uh, that is it for me. Over to you, Jim. Uh-oh. Oh, had my mic muted. Jim. Again. <laughs> Jim. Uh, hey, everyone, I'm Jim Purcell, and this week I am finally getting my tires replaced, lad. Ah, um, uh, yes. I have had – I bought some really, like, shitty brand tires uh, about three or four years ago, and they basically needed to be replaced immediately because their treads wore out immediately. Wow. Uh, <laughs> why, does it, why does this say Ditchelin on it? <laughs> well, but you're not far off. They're they're called Douglas. <laughs> Oh my. But, uh, but, uh, so I've been needed, been needing new tires for a while, especially before the snow flies. Yeah. Um, and when I went to my tire place, they quoted me like $800 for four tires. And I went, Hmm, that doesn't sound right. Uh, and so I didn't buy tires that day. So I bummed around a bit and I went to Walmart on black Friday and they had a bunch of, they had a pretty good sale going on on tires. And I got, uh, four new, uh, Goodyear tires for under 400. So. It's really nice to get them replaced too, because not only are they going bald, two of them have had like uh, slow leaks like for a year, uh-huh. and I've been carrying around a, like a portable air pump, Just electric air pump, yep. to because every time my because like about once a week the uh, uh, tire pressure light comes on, mm-hmm. and uh, I found it was just easier to do it myself than to try to find a gas station with a working air pump, because surprisingly they almost are always broken. Ooh. At any rate, it's been an ongoing thing. I just finally got a few nickels to rub together to solve. Uh, next project is get all the brakes replaced. Yeah, that makes sense. Cars. I don't uh, understand them. Yeah. I read comic books. <laughs> they, they are a thing, unfortunately. So that's it for me. And we have company. Yay, company. Hey, it's me, Justin uh, Bridge, and today I'm, I just want to get through this marathon to Christmas, lad. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it is about aging. I'm sure everyone knows this, but like the older you get, the faster it goes. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay, well, Christmas is coming up. We still have some time. No, you and don't. It's like, it's like in two and a half weeks, I'm like, oh, crap. No, you don't. So, you have no time. You have zero yeah. time, sir. We have no time. I, you know, I got to, I got to figure out, my son is easy to shop for. Mm-hmm. 
like the wife. I got to figure out the wife. I got to figure out my parents and everyone's playing a, a Mexican standoff over. No, what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> <Nobody> <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I got to tell them what I want. I don't, I don't know what I want. Like, you know, I bet at this point I just want, I really want one of those automatic cat litter remover things. Oh my God. <laughs> that would go. be lovely. I, I, but I, I mate. They're like supposedly ridiculously expensive, and I feel stupid asking for that for Christmas. Like, <laughs> I need, like rollerblades for Christmas or something. Like, what do I need this for? But uh, and something fun, <laughs> not is, not this is, <laughs> this is where you get to that stage, though, right? Like, it's where it's where you you all of a sudden are in that stage where I just need something practical. Yep. Yep. It's like you want to oh. get me something? Fine. Get me the thing that cleans up my cat's shit. Yeah. Let's go with that. It's I, I'm the guy. Like I remember, like as a child, being with my parents, and my parents would be, you know, at the furniture store or whatever. And they'd be the most boring, boring yeah. thing ever. Like the only thing that was good was there would be a Walden Books in the mall or whatever. We were getting the yeah. you know, furniture. Ever. So I know I would get some comics or whatever, but like <laughs> I just remember like and now I'm like, oh, that is a nice couch. Oh, that is a nice we, we could have I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like hey, when did I become that guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's for scraping ice off my window, but your hand goes in it like a glove. This is gonna be fantastic. It's a slow slide, but then all of a sudden you realize, oh. Uh-huh. I'm I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I asked for money for a new set of tires this year. My mom's yeah. like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "Just cash. Cash is king." But I want to get you something. Cash, mom. Cash. Green cash. That's what I want. That's what I try. Yeah. I'm trying, but my mother is hard. Like, I'm gonna figure it out. Like, no, no, no. Don't don't <laughs> no, figure it out. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Clothes, I'm am an adult mom. I don't need I don't need the mallard duck lint brush I got one year because everyone thought that'd be fun for me. No, uh, cash. <laughs> cash. Oh, I need to save money. Speaking of the the tires though, like I had to go through tire stuff too. I don't think that must be going around. But the yeah. brake, I had to replace my brakes. Oh, I do not. You brakes are ridiculous now. Yeah, I did that last year for both cars. Uh, yeah, it was not good. I'm gonna have to get on the corner and find another job. Is what I'm gonna have to do. So. <laughs> Just let people borrow your fainting couch. Uh, okay, that'll work. Sure. Let them Fine. let them rent space on it. Yeah, rent space on my fainting couch. You know, they need to. They need. They got the vapors. You oh, say, you oh, can, you... honey, honey, honey. <laughs> no. No. All, all I know is when they quoted, when they quoted me the brake price, I wondered if it would just be easier to just set fire to the car. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Walk away from it. Report it stolen. Oh, look, we found your car, sir. Hit <laughs> 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 your driveway on fire. Apparently. Oh my God. Now you what can't was, do. Now you can't do that, Justin. How did they that. do that? I know. Now, now there's evidence. Yeah. Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> There's there, there's evidence of premeditation, so there you go. Um, we've made an honest man of you. Uh, well, I already did it, so like, I was like, no, no, no Thanksgiving for us, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving's been canceled by uh, car maintenance. Thank you. Have a nice day. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, folks, is there any Legion news this week? No. Correct. Correct. What about that portfolio? 
Oh, the George Perez poster portfolio that's coming out that they just announced like an hour ago. Did you ever take? Wait, no, they what? announced it months Wait, ago. Did they announce it months ago? D- doesn't yeah. Travis already have it? No. 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 It's not that's out yet. Oh, okay. it's not released right. yet. They released the front and back covers to it so you can see which posters it would be. Okay. But it's out in a couple of weeks, I think. All right. So w- w- what does it got? Tell, tell us what we got. Uh, it's got 20 covers, and I'm trying to check here. It may be out this week. Hold on. I'm about to. It says I can, get it, by, I, I can get it by the 6th. No. Oh. So I would assume this week then. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's got 20 covers. Um, we have one Legion of Superheroes cover. Um, I can't think of the number off the top of my head. It's one with Superboy flying off and all the Legion. Uh, like flying off happy. <coughs> wow. 283 or something like that? I think. They have <laughs> the uh, the Infinite Crisis one that was used for both Infinite Crisis variation and the Legion of Three Worlds variation, but it's the right. one where the Legion's only in the middle. I wish they did mm. the one with all three versions of Legion, but it's said it's them and then the regular DC heroes on the left and the villains on the right. Got a few Wonder Woman covers, Justice nice. League covers, Batman covers. Of all things, they picked. I was trying to figure out why they picked certain ones and it's like, eh, maybe popular characters, things like that. They've got one new Titans cover with a giant brother blood taking up the whole cover. <gasps> oh, but it's such a good cover. Yeah, but. Out of all these things that people might want to post of, yeah, I would, blood, I, would have, really? I would have rather have had the Trigon one, honestly. But yeah, I, I, I get so the point. good though. I get the point. Yeah, the, uh, the, Le- the Legion cover with Superboy is from 280. I misremembered. 283 is the Wildfire issue. Okay. Right. So that's the one. Where, that's yeah. Reflecto Saga. 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 saga, saga. Exactly. Correct. And and it is. I mean, it, it. As far as I'm concerned, that is a definitive uh, Legion cover of that era. I mean. Oh yeah. It, it's just. It's the one that I would have uh, chosen for yes. the cover of um, uh, Before the Darkness Volume Two, but instead they decided to use the uh, May Dr. Mayavale cover instead. Yeah, no, you and you were right. You were right. They were wrong. And this is why they should have you doing that for them. I know. Um, I'll do it. Right? Free. You're damn right. That Scott. might be the damn asking right. price now, actually. Given well, as long, maybe, if, maybe if they just give me like a copy of the book or something, that'll be good enough. Mm, that's fair. You shouldn't devalue yourself. It's bad for labor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, union man. Got him. Right, got him. Right, guess who works in a union state? <laughs> right? Exactly. Not the three schlubs in the South. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Holy crap. I just. um Hang on a second. Okay. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Um, <laughs> no, I just saw. Um, Looking at the uh, um, the DC poster portfolio, uh, which, uh, as uh, discussed, um, uh, comes out December six. Um, uh, below it, they had you know the books you may like, and they had one that said Marvel Comics Library Spider Man Volume One, nineteen sixty two to nineteen sixty four, and they list David Mandel who eagle-eared uh, listeners will remember, David Mandel um, is uh, the guy that uh, that told Mike Shoemaker, you should buy some original art. Mm. 
right? Because uh, David Mandel used to be a writer on SNL, and um, he too. and Seinfeld. Yeah, he wrote the Bizarro, uh, the Bizarro Jerry episode, and um, and actually finished out the last couple of seasons of Veep. Um, a- anyway, so he is the, listed as the author on it. But for a second there, I thought it, he was the seller. And it's like, wow, 265 bucks for this uh, Spider-Man hardcover. But it turns out he has done some, maybe writing some stuff in between or something. I don't know, but I'm baffled by the whole thing. And so it caught me off. Uh, it caught me off guard. Um, but yes, yeah, so he, um, oh, it's a Tashin book that explains it all. Ah. Uh. Yeah. yeah, never mind. <laughs> As never you mind. As you I, love, I love a good Tashin book. There's, they're, they're, they have great stuff. Right. And so this is one looking at those first uh, first few years of uh, of Spider-Man. And I think it would be friggin' awesome. Um, so it's. Um, How much it's, does it weigh, though, is the question. <laughs> oh, uh, absolutely. I can tell you. Uh, four, uh, 4.8 kilograms. So a lot. Yeah, that's a big yeah. book. Yeah. That's a big book, y'all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's about uh, what? Uh, yeah, it's not a coffee table book. It's yeah. a coffee table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to borrow a, a bit from one of the shows uh, Mandel worked on, it, it should have fold out legs on it so that mm-hmm. it can be used as one. It should. It really yeah. should. Um, and it says here, David Mandel is the Emmy-winning showrunner of Veep. His credits include Saturday Night Live, Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Clerks the Animated Series, Hell yeah. Uh, and Eurotrip. He co-authored Star Wars art, Ralph McQuarrie, and collects original comic book art and Star Wars movie props if you have any to sell. His original art collection is insane. Nuts. He, like, he, he did a podcast just on being a collector and talking about, you know, and that's mostly focused on the movie prop side of things. Um but it's crazy. And um, and you're right. Like his his original art collection is nuts. And you can see where where he's the guy who said to uh, to Shoemaker, like, you're a fan of comics. You need to buy some original art. Yeah, I've I've talked with him online actually a couple of times just uh, through comic art fans. Yeah. He's super nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, trying trying to figure out things he's bought because me and other collectors have looked for a certain Legion art that can't be found anywhere else, and we're like, Do you yeah, have like, this. You have this, don't you? Mm. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so so there we go. We have the uh, Travis the come down for something one day. The Jorge Perez <laughs> um, uh, port- poster portfolio, which I'll be able to tell you all about in a couple of days. Because my order has been placed. Ah, good for you. Yeah, Jorge Perez. It is Jorge Perez. It's true. Jorge Perez. Jorge Perez. So, uh, so I got. I'm getting me that. That sounds awesome. Um, is there anything else? I think that's it. That's it. I, I think that's, that's it. That's okay. It. Is that it? Yes. Hearing nothing. All right. So let's get into it. Um. <clears throat> okay, we're well, gathered here today we are to, uh, to, to get to this thing called life. Yeah, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, like the word "life" means forever. That's my long time, but I mean to tell you. 
Are you talking about your shrink in Beverly Hills again, Darren? You're gonna, you're gonna get us soon. Everything's gonna uh, be all right. Okay. His, his his family is litigious as hell. Um, the purpleness. <laughs> I don't think we can even say that. Um, anyway, we are we, we're going to talk about the twenty nine ninety five source book, mm-hmm. uh, which comes from the whole Mayfair Games thing, and the yes. real. I think mine might actually be downstairs. So um, as as uh, we do a little bit of. Um, Would you like me to vamp for you while you go? Well, down? as as you uh, <laughs> as you kind of introduce the discussion, yeah. I'm going to hurry downstairs and grab mine. Uh, right. But but yeah, it, it, we're, we're going to talk about that book and it's going to be cool. We are going to talk about that book. Yeah. So the cover um, is <laughs> I don't know who the art is. Travis, do you know who did the art? Pearson. Pearson Jason Pearson art. on pencils, Carl Story on inks, Barclay Shaw did the painted colors on it. I thought you would know. And of course, it's got Lobo on it because it's the 90s, baby. And he's the most prominent character on here, which is really annoying to me because it's a Legion source book. You have Ultra Boy in a costume he never wore during this time. It's his Ultra Boy uh, now muscle shirt with a whole bunch of, with a belt with a bunch of pouches on it and some pants and uh, what looks like shaved head long hair on top with a ponytail or the worst not not a great not a great not a great look not a great look we have impulse on here and uh laurel gand and brainy and uh lobos standing on top of a pile of rubber rubble with a couple of skulls on it so this is about as 90 a cover as you're ever going to see i think and, and uh, I just posted playing. the original art in our little chat, and you can see that there's a little more to the art on the bottom that didn't make it to the final published okay. version. I guess because cool. they scooted it down to put the logo on yeah, top. Yeah, pro- probably. Yeah. They didn't want to obscure any of Lobo's body at all because, well, he was selling stuff back then, so that's why he's on the cover. I do uh, want to the belt that Lobo is wearing, though, is yeah. a plus. With the, it, it looks like it has a head that's still alive on it. It does, doesn't it? And by the way, that thing on his back—that's interlock. It says TNT. Oh, that's yeah. old school dynamite, baby. That's what he's got back there it, it's with not plunger. It's not interlock, but it looks at it from the sideways. If you're not looking at it, if you're not focused, oh. well, like I wasn't. Because Darren's had a couple of drinks today. Because um, <laughs> uh, I got Whamageddon. Anyway, this came out on uh, January 1st, 1992. That's the publication date of this, so this is where we are. So, uh, Michael, can you check real quick and see where that uh, leaves us with the publication of the five-year-later run at the time? Uh, well, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. um, this actually came out in December of... What, 91? 19- of yeah, ninety one. So, because uh, we covered it last week, remember in our this week in Legion mm-hmm. history. Okay, it probably came out like for Christmas season and such. But yeah. the date online um, that I found was January first, nineteen ninety two. Right. But... We'll we'll get into <laughs> the content of the book, but there's a um, up front. There is a uh, a timeline starting mm-hmm. from twenty nine seventy three, which is the foundation of the Legion. And it goes up to June 13th, 2995, yep. which is when the SW6 Legionnaires uh, get deputized. So basically it's it covers up to the point of the beginning of, of the, the Legionnaire series, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's where this book has basically been published. And then everything after that, not included and can't be right. like, like 
said, and, oh, they left that out. They left this out. There are some missions in here that I can't wait to get to that are kind of amusing to me. But um, they did a pretty decent job. Actually, I love the timeline here. Um, it's more uh, thorough than the timeline we got in the original Legion um, source book. And I also like the fact that they really do a good job of timing out all the stuff that happened during the five-year-later period, that, that five-year gap of Legion history that we did not see. Well, yeah, what, what I hadn't realized until looking at the, at the first um, source book that we talked about last week, um, that one's got a timeline in it too, but it's like 14 years ago, 13 years ago, mm-hmm. um, and it just lists the things that happened in that year, whereas this one puts actual <laughs> dates to it. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. The um, so basically what they did is they said okay, twenty nine eighty nine is where the uh, the previous Levit uh, previous Levitz Giffen book ended. So let's work backwards from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we mentioned this that they they did what the first book did and said uh, between every Legion leader election that's one year. And so they backed it up and it says, well, if we are in 2989 and we back up 16 years worth of elections, that puts it in 2973. When the Legion was founded. Yep. When the Legion was founded. And then so uh, subsequently in this book and also in the series, they would give you concrete dates as to when things happened. And... They, you know, like we mentioned, the the whole five years later run took only less than a year of of actual comic book time. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, 2989 and then five years later, we're in 2994. And that's when you uh, when you open up the first issue of volume four, it says 2994. Yeah, and I do like their 2993. There were no official Legion activities during this year. It's kind of a nice, a nice little, nothing happened, nothing to see here. <laughs> but, but, and it almost becomes kind of the, um, you know, everything has petered out. Mm-hmm. And then it, it almost is be like redacted by EarthGov or something. It is. It, well, I wonder, mm-hmm. um, but it is just down to where it has, you know, bottomed out. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they pick it up. Well, the Legion had disbanded during the five-year gap exactly. in 2992, so that's why there are no official Legion activities in Because there was no, there's no official Legion. Yeah, the, the Legion disbanded yeah. July 6, 2992, according to the timeline. And that's a plot line in the first couple of issues where the uh, right. Dom- are executing the, uh, the idiot Dominators who uh, let Roxas go. Yep. Right, because that was the whole thing was he got them back together. Mm-hmm. True that. They were done. They were and very dumb. Over the, they were uh, very dumb. <laughs> uh, over the course of the series and various issues, um, they do reveal a few things that happened um, kind of behind the scenes or in 2993. Um, you know, everything from uh, uh, Char Barine, the, uh, um, the second Starfinger, Darren. Uh, excuse you. Starfinger. Thank you. Um, the the wedding of Grev Malor to Lady Memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the firebombing of the Quebec Power Sphere. 
which was blamed on um, uh, on the tornado twins, the Wapakakas validus bacteria. Um, yeah, all, all that other stuff that happened in the background, but it wasn't an official Legion event. Correct. You know, I think, I think yeah. it would be good if, if you were going to DM this as a setting to put that in your timeline as well. You know, go, go through the comics and pull those dates out from like Omnicom uh-huh. entries and things like that and just add it to this list because some of that stuff might be very important. Well, and it, and it is, but again, it's, it's exactly like, um, you know, because every year it lists elections held or no election held mm-hmm. or no change in leadership pos- possible and then no official Legion activities because they're done. They're, they're yeah. toast. They're just and yep. yeah, yeah, it's, um, well, and, and I, I do like the fact that they, they kept Sensor Girl was apparently leader for the longest period now because they couldn't change the leadership because EarthGov wouldn't let them. Right, exactly. You know? So you, you had Sensor Girl, who's an ab, in absentia leader, and Timberwolf, who eventually gets you know put out of commission as leader. Mm-hmm. So Sun, Sunboy kind of gets nominated as unofficial leader, and then he gets so distraught because everyone leaves, he hands it over to Polar Boy and he walks away. Yeah. Yeah, you can kind of see some of the uh, degradation of the team as this is going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, until things, and I don't know why Colossal Boy was still with them at the end, honestly, because I would, I would have thought that his marriage to Euro would have been a point of contention mm-hmm. at the time. You know, so uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I do like the fact that we don't hear about any of the. Uh, obviously, Superboy's not listed here. Like he would normally be, and Supergirl's not listed normally, like she would normally be, mm-hmm. and and obviously it goes back and it rewrites the uh, the conspiracy timeline. Even though Valor is still injured, Duo Damsel still loses a body. Um, it basically retells that story briefly in the timeline, yeah. um, and it does other things like that as well. And then it picks up with all the new members who join after the Magic Wars is over. So. Does it explain why Duo Damsel is there? No, as opposed no. to because the only reason she went with the conspiracy the first time is because she used to love Superboy. Used to and love now Superboy. And in this case, it's because she used to love Valor. She used to love Valor. Yeah, ah, that is the explanation. They Got used, it. Yeah. Valor is the new Superboy. And you kind of see that we get when we get to the Legionnaires in the book, it is still by joined order. Um, even though they, they don't get a page each, <laughs> what they get is that you get your stat block. And you get uh, a little meet the Legionnaires from like the Tiger Beat of the time uh-huh. um, thing. And then you get a uh, I, I don't want to say random other stuff, but you get stuff that kind of puts it frames their five year later history very well. Like for for Cosmic Boy, it's about Bonato Bay. And yeah. then he writes a letter to Lita, which sounds very much like the letters you would read from the Civil War. Yeah, my, my dear, oh, dad, dearest Lita, you know, um, and it's like, wow, <laughs> you know, that got lifted, didn't it? And of course, this was written by the beer bombs. So it yeah. is. And I agree with Michael. This is canon adjacent. Yeah. If you want, if you want so, to consider it canon, consider it canon, but it's not published in a comic book. So, yeah, but it, yeah. it is clearly what they intended. When, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So I was I was thinking about how to summarize um, my thoughts on this book. And on the one hand, it is um, it's it's fascinating to see how much information they had come up with um, while building their world 
that they were not able to put into the, the comic. Book. Yeah. Um, although uh, Tom Beerbaum did later say that they they had a short deadline to put this together, um, so like they took their notes and they added to it, but it was it's a lot of information yeah. uh, that expands on things we saw in the comics. Mm-hmm. On the other side, my problem with this book is <laughs> it's information that should have been given in the comics rather than leave the readers in the dark on some of the things. I mean, I realize that they they can't put everything in there, you know, all the Tiger Beat stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, hey, it would have been nice to know what happened during the five-year gap or or what happened with Black Dawn. Well, like, and they and they did they did do a lot of that in explaining bits and pieces of it, but you knew everything you needed to know. Exactly. And you need you knew, you knew what you needed to know for what was going on. But the uh you know, there was also a lot of uh there was a lot of edit, uh, as all, as with any era of DC, there was a lot of editorial fuckery. Oh. And uh, and so when when you get into that, you know, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, that thing. Oh, we we wanted to do that part, but couldn't because we had to do the, uh, you know, the the King John uh, thing, you know, so like vital. The, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like there there was a lot of bullshitty stuff that they got told by uh, editorial do this instead. And uh, and so there was a lot of stuff done to uh, to, you know, interrupt things that they that they already had worked out. And I would 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 uh, a look back at Black Dawn have been more interesting than the um, what was it that that it it is that King John thing that the the little um, uh, war incursion that they have with uh, that uh, Brendan Peterson did the art for. And uh, uh, or or do you mean the one on the ice planet? Well, there you go. You guys have just picked up two that that could easily have been. um, Well, see, I'm I'm looking at the book and I'm reading. I'm I'm on Duodamsel's page. Yeah, we we get a medical excerpt from Quirrell from March twelfth, twenty nine seventy five. That's in the second year, third year of the Legion. Yeah, and that is fascinating to me, and that was, of course, something they would never have done back then when Legion was being published. To right. say, oh, each of her personalities, one of them is acutely different, and holding back information from the other two, this might be a problem at some point because they weren't thinking about subplots back then. I mean, the closest thing we got to a subplot back then was Lightning Lad dying and coming back as Prody. Well, that's more because con- he's <laughs> always been Prody. That's, you know, that's, that's just, canon. That's, that's just yeah. I know. Always, I know. I'm poking, I'm poking the Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, Michael. But but, <laughs> but, but uh, honestly, though, like a, a lot of that kind of stuff is stuff that they clearly. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, with well, they had it in the back of their mind. With Warren, yeah. less so, right? Because it was she wasn't the characters of where they are now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's, she wasn't let an me, active character. Uh, let me let me read one of um, Tom Beerbaum's, uh, or he, he wrote about writing the source book. Um, so go over that before we start talking about the contents. Um, he says the Mayfair folks decided they wanted to do a source book during the five years later Legion and offered the assignment to Mary and I, we were a little reluctant because we didn't know the second thing about their role-playing game, but the editor and gets 
felt confident the Mayfair folks could cover the stats mm-hmm. and other necessary mm-hmm. game info and let us write entries that address the characters, their backgrounds, and the Legion universe. What she envisioned was an entire source book comprised of the kind of direct source text pages that were a favorite aspect of the five years later run of the book. Documents seemingly taken from actual 30th century sources that were like historical materials rather than regular expositional Mm storytelling. That sounded like something we could have fun with. I really preferred writing as if we were reporters or historians or commentators in the 30th century rather than taking the voice of an omniscient narrator telling the story in so many words to the readers. And and that was definitely the tack to take. I mean, it, 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 it made Levitz, it so much more interesting. Didn't yeah. Levitz yeah. do that with the uh, Encyclopedia Galactica entry it's, stuff too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's an approach that Paul Levitz pioneered. There we with go. <laughs> and Keith really picked up on the idea during our 5YL run and has laying in all sorts of details regarding the radically changed Legion universe through a wide range of 30th century source materials. It was a huge undertaking though. It seems like we had maybe three or four months to write the source book in our spare time. And I think we figured out we were gonna need to do a few hundred individual entries. Yep. I remember Mary and I would make our as our goal to each write five entries a day, and then we'd edit each other's entries and the next day move on to five more. That's amazing. <laughs> and mind you, all along, we were also doing all our regular writing on the Legion and the Heckler, and I was continuing to freelance for a variety, so those were busy days. Mm-hmm. We've never been crazy about the source book cover, which showcased Lobo, yep. who was currently <laughs> the hottest DC character of the time. Since a cloned version of Lobo appeared in the quiet darkness, there was a connection, but obviously it was very tenuous and hardly reflective of what we were trying to do overall on the pages of the source book. In fact, we only reluctantly wrote an entry on Lobo in the source book at all, so his presence on the cover would feel justified. But hey, if it caused them to collect a few extra orders and print up a few more copies, Fair. it ended up being a positive. <laughs> uh, our introduction page includes a lot of acknowledgments and a dedicated and a dedication to my recently deceased brother Carl, who's in excitement at discovering the Legion at the age of eleven. In 1972 is what turned me from a casual follower of the Legion into a devoted lifelong fan. The opening section of the book is Legion history. What? Is it time for that already? What? Wait, what? What? I I, I haven't prepared a segue. Yeah, there's no segue yet. So you can't do it. That's the okay. law. Move on. Uh, move on. Which fittingly starts with a gloating journal entry by Glorith describing how she's manipulated time to cause the formation of the Legion as a way to stymie the otherwise inevitable rise of Mordru to galactic domination. <laughs> we also get an interview of R.J. Brand right after he's decided to launch a Legion of Valors, starting with the three brave teens who saved him from an assassination attempt. Next up, it's a timeline that places calendar dates to all the major events of Legion history up to that point. With the help of Cleveland-based fan Chris Miller, we charted the number of years the Legion had existed, counted backwards from the dates of the five-year-later run, and started determining which year was which. We figured the attempt on Brand's life occurred on January 5th, 2973. So we're coming up on the, uh, on the anniversary of that one in a month. Nice. Mm-hmm. Or the, the negative anniversary. I can't we need do to. 
yeah, don't do the math now, but let's have the math done before yeah. January 5th. <laughs> the math is already on my spreadsheet. I just have to look at it. Uh, of course it is. Of course it is. And within the first year, they added Tripica Girl, Phantom Girl, Cam, Colossal Boy, Invisible Kid, Kid Quantum, Brainiac 5, Laurel Gand, and Valor. The calendar lists when everyone joined, left, etc., and adds in things like when Mordrew first attacked the Earth, which was only told in flashback in Shooter's first Mordrew story. Uh. Chris Miller pointed out that we'd somehow miscounted and we were missing a year, so we had to improvise and extend one of the leader's terms to two years. Unfortunately, it was too late to try and change the years since dates had been interwoven into entries throughout the book and the deadline was upon us. Ultimately, the timeline lays out the biggest events of the five-year gap without a lot of detail and is one of the only sources of insight into those years. We showed a few scenes from the gap in Legion 28 issue inside the fevered mind of Sunboy and left it to the readers to figure out exactly what parts of those memories were accurate and what was a product of his mental instability. Otherwise, there was precious little revealed about the events of the gap. It's an interesting time during which most of the classic Legionnaires gradually left and desperate for members, the remaining Legionnaires added a truly diverse straight sl slate of new LSHers. Atmos, Impulse, <coughs> Crystal Kid, Echo, and Reflecto, plus all the classic subs, even ultimately bringing in Vizilad, Stormboy, and Calamity King. Uh, Stormboy's inclusion is a little in confusing since it looks like his entry was cut, and I believe all that remains is a reference to him being on the team in the timeline. But in my mind, I want to keep him on that ragtag assemblage <laughs> as a good indication of what a motley team the Legion had become in those final days, that they brought in someone rejected nearly 20 years earlier because he was nothing more than a guy with a fancy weather control device. And uh, uh, let's see, in a comment, he says, uh, we were really lucky on this assignment and working with Keith in general to have the mandate to write in the voices of the characters and the primary source material of the 30th century, allowing so many interesting touches that most RPG writers would never have the option to include. Our voice for Polar Boy is a good example, a chance to communicate how he was well-meaning and enormously determined, but overmatched as he tried to hold the Legion together during the five-year gap. Um, let's see, one of, uh, someone else comments, one of my favorite nuggets hidden in the source book is Teenage Tenzel's ambition and life answer on the Meet the Legionnaires questionnaire. Uh, he wrote, quote, to join in harmony with the poor, the destitute, the downtrodden, and perform together playing the la galaxy's largest set of bagpipes. <clears throat> and that came true when he was banished to Evolo's underworld in issue 14. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, and so uh, uh, those are Tom's comments. Um, what about, uh, as they say in the South, y'all's comments? <laughs> I, I, I think they did a great job considering the deadline because it isn't just writing the Legionnaire stuff. It's right. writing all the villain stuff and then writing all the non- Legionnaire non-villain characters as well. You know, it's it's everybody. It's a lot of stuff in here. Although they forgot to write an entry for Nightwind. Oh, it's is that the appendix? Night no. Nightwind uh, Night skips. Uh, it skips from Quizlet to Superboy. 
I believe. Is she in the deleted parts? Mm -mm. She's in the original Legion source book as a Legion Academy student, but we don't get to see her as a Legionnaire. It skips over. It goes from Quizlet to Impulse, and she joins before Impulse. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Just another victim of Zero Hour. Boy, howdy. Oh, it's it's everywhere. I I, I found it a fascinating read. Like, you know, and I and I mean, I remember reading the hell out of a lot of these source books at the time. You know, I I mentioned uh, the other week, the Titans book, the JLA one, Um, you know, because it, it gave you a lot of background on on some of the, you know, okay, so, you know, this old Silver Age story, what's the equivalent of it in the post-crisis universe? And you got a lot of that, whereas before they weren't really giving you much of what happened in the past. They were just kind of, yeah, we fought that guy and that was it. But they actually gave in the source books a lot of information on, you know, what happened, like what's the new, what's the new story? And so having them do it this way and as he as he mentions, like the idea of them doing it less as an omniscient narrator and more like, you know, sort of um, reportage of the time uh, made it more interesting. It, it, it felt more like part of the story. It felt more like the Omnicom entries that we used to get in the back pages. And so so, you know, I was I loved the back matter that we got and, and what it provided us. Mm-hmm. And and so this was like a book full of that. And um, and that's what, uh, you know, I don't I don't know that I ever played any characters out of this book, but I'll tell you, I read it cover to cover uh, because of its, uh, it, you know, its insight into the new stories and and mm-hmm. it, it giving us more of those Omnicom uh, entries that we used to get. Well, I, I, I do like this little entry from Infectious Last where it says, Drua said she rarely goes on missions anymore because it can literally take a week to tend to the paperwork, police interviews, court appearances, and depositions being required by EarthGov for even the briefest and most routine of missions. Yeah. You know, it, it's just that little stuff. You you get the feeling you didn't need to read three books, three years of books of the Legion being put upon by EarthGov. You can feel it in these articles how they were. Yeah, totally, yeah. I remember when I got into this, because this I got this book when I was in college, which is when I stumbled into the Legion. I mean, I, I like I said, I started with Legionnaires first, but like the yeah. main, five years later, I kind of started I, I was hunting all around um, um, the, the various neighborhoods around Boston that had comic book uh, stores mm-hmm. and like, going for the back issues at this point, because I think my first. I think when I started collecting, it was like just before the Earth blew up. Like that's that's in in, in real timeline. Yeah. But I was reading something that was like, I wish I remember what it was. I don't remember if it was in an issue or some random interview I found with the beer bombs or something. But something was like, you know, you really need to get this source book because even though it was made for this Mayfair Games, it's really like all the stuff we couldn't fit in. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. And like, you know, like a lot of the stuff that we wanted to put in the books but couldn't or something. I, I wish I could find it. I, I looked for today a little bit, but I, I don't remember. You know, this is 20 some years ago. Yeah, I, yeah. How I stumbled on it. But I remember I started looking for this book, too, at like old game stores because my I have my copy. It's all beat up. But like I found it and I remember reading along as I was collecting as I was collecting all the issues so I could go back and start from from one. Right. 
in order. I remember reading, ha- having read this was it definitely fleshed out. And and to your point, you know, I have um, I had the JLA one as well mm-hmm. uh, for some reason, but um, I think I like the cover, and I probably bought it when I bought the Legion one. Yeah. But, and they're good, and they definitely you know give you like a good background to you know whatever. This is the Justice. If you didn't know who the Justice League were, yeah, it's a good background. The same with the Titans one. But this is like this almost is way beyond that. I mean, this is really a primer. They should have included the it's, in the five it's later, uh, um, you know, in the omnibus. omnibus. And and it is it is where he says we wanted to do it this way rather than an, as an omniscient. Uh, narrator and he's right mm-hmm. because now it feels like like you say it now feels more like part of the story and and I'll tell you an interesting thing um there was um there was the stuff that Alan Moore to go back to our pre-recording conversation <laughs> um wrote for the Watchmen source book that actually got used in the absolute Watchmen Mm-hmm. edition right to oh. to you know which was again further information that fleshed out and in some cases it's like yeah people in might some not have cases it answered questions in uh, yeah because there yeah. were things where he kind of left it vague and it's like in case you missed it this is what i was saying you know like uh uh hooded justice and uh uh, what justice was gay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like it was in case you missed it. Here's what I was specifically saying about that. Yeah. And um, and and he got into all that kind of stuff. And that's great. But they actually did take that material and put it in the in the uh, in the absolute. And I and so, yeah, I agree with you, Justin, like this stuff, certainly the text pieces. You know, less the maybe not the character uh, parts, but all of the stuff that they did in there. It is the journalism of the era that should definitely have been part of it because and and I guarantee it just was not on their radar and they probably have no rights to it. All sorts of stuff. But but man, it it really does. You know, the, the difference is, is that they flesh it out and you feel like they're fleshing it out in story. I mean, this this is something that I would have liked to have seen. I would have liked to have seen them publish all the character background stuff of what happened mm-hmm. to them during the gap, like as an annual number three or something, just so you could get. So what did happen? You know, you, you kind of fill those things in and you get it via a mm-hmm. a more. You can even say it's from EarthGov, so you know it's not the truth. It's not 100 percent. What, it's not what, what did we truth. get for annual three? I think we got the lightning last being younger. Wasn't that the one? Because Dark Circle was number two, wasn't it? D- number two was number Valor. Two. That was yeah. Valor. Yeah. yeah. I thought number um, three was lightning last being young in the. Uh, not the Arthur. Know. She was the that was the Dorothy story, right? The Wizard of Oz one. Yeah. Yeah. Which what was it, Michael? Uh, are you talking about the five years later one? Yeah, yeah. five years later, annual three. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> I'm scrolling, 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 uh, scrolling, scrolling. It's in the spreadsheet. No, annual three was um, uh, Timberwolf. Oh yeah, we oh, can definitely see? replace that one. Yeah, yeah. We can replace it was that see? One. Yeah. right there. Timberwolf goes back in time. Yeah. Also the. Uh, 
uh, the christening of of Daisy and Dorrit on yeah. and the reunion on Winneth. Well, right, we kind of, right. we kind of got some of that with the Legionnaires talking to each other, but I think it would have been we, we got nice little we got little bits pages in there, you know. But yeah, imagine like a bunch of a bunch of who's who pages thinking mm-hmm. back to the era, right? Exactly. Um, you, you know, a bunch of um, of of who's who pages in the back that flesh this stuff out. Hell, uh, uh, just a, a little raft of um, of. And and this is why it didn't happen, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. a whole bunch of text pages, like like the DC editorial is all like I can I can feel the eyes rolling into the backs of their oh, heads. Yeah. They'd be like, like oh my god, no one's gonna kidding? buy that. Yeah, exactly. No <laughs> yeah. one's gonna buy that. I'm like, we would have bought it. We would have bought it. We would have loved it. The other thing that's insane though is like you know reading this, this is how to do it right. But I, yeah. I it's almost like they should. You know, I don't want to. I'm not a comic book writer. I, I wouldn't want to tell them how to do it or editors. You know, they clearly have a good, strong history of publishing. But I mean, I'm looking at the very first real page, like page six, with the 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 kickoff with the Glorith. You know, there's ideas in here. Like, there's stuff you can mine. It's not even like it's not even like okay, here's exactly what happened during five years the, during the gap. It's not yeah. like that. It definitely fleshes it out, but it doesn't. It doesn't make anything can- – well, I mean, I guess it makes it canon if you treat it like that. But it doesn't make yeah. it like this, you know, everything – every single minute is accounted for. Unreliable but- narrator. Unreliable narrator. Well, the well, side keep- of it would have been interesting, I think. Keep, keep in mind what this is for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a RPG book. Yeah. If you want to role play in the five-year gap, you've got a framework to work around. Or work Absolutely. with yes to do whatever you really want make black dawn be whatever you want it to be exactly and this is and we already know black dawn involved you know dr regulus we know it involved probably the dominators and the coons to some extent because everything you know, did because yeah. everything did we know that molecule master showed up and he destroyed wildfire at the time so we, we know we know bits and pieces of that and we also know that a lot of legionnaires left after black dawn because some boys leadership was not up to snuff, supposedly. At least that's how Sunboy took it. And we know him, we know a lot about that. I just thought it would be cool to have like a propaganda piece from Earth Gov mm-hmm, before, mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. we got to the war to say, you know, the last ditch effort before Taylor Wellington got killed, assassinated. Yeah. You know, this is why you shouldn't trust the Legion because the Legion they know the Legion's coming at that point, right? So yeah. here it is. And I do want to say we did get new entries for Kid Quantum. And we get new entries for all the SW6 Legionnaires. Some of them are incomplete. Yeah. Uh, in the point that they, they just refer back to the older Legionnaire because mm-hmm. not a lot has changed. But then some of them, obviously, we get new uh, entries for Catspaw, Computo, and Dragon Mage. A little, and, some, a little something I want to point out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excerpt. The Heroes of Rimbor, page 17. Published December 12th, 2992. Reflecto. One of the greatest and mightiest heroes in Rimbor's history was Reflecto, whose real name was Stiga. I'll just leave with that sentence. Stiga, Um, Stiga, 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 Stiga. Yeah, exactly. Like a gummy bear sitting in my pocket all day. So that's a weird change Um, to like (laughs) removing removing um, Superboy from the timeline. Suddenly, Reflecto is a real person. Yeah, Superboy's in the timeline here. I'm sorry. Right. Not sorry. The, real Superboy. He's yeah. he's right. Yeah. Real, real but, Superboy is in the timeline. He just shows up for that 
Laura's story now, not the time travel. But of, but of course, we, we we do remember me being Reflecto um, in Joe's uh, rig, clearly rigged um, Legion audition, where where it's like. Um, oh, I wonder if I'll get in. And it's like, well, that guy's wearing the same T-shirt as you. So mm-hmm. probably yes. Probably and, yes. Uh, but Reflecto was one of the guys he was up against. And, um, you know, in, in that clearly rigged. Um, now, see, I'm going uh, back to Ultra Boy's um, stats. I, I'm going to argue with this. Uh, Ultra Boy should have under skills actor, artist actor. That, and that's a that's a mistake cover all the time. But yeah. uh, but as we talked about the other week, it, it turns out like Tom and Mary had influence on the, on the stuff on the in, in, the interstitial stuff. Yeah, but not the stats, but not the stats. Yeah. And but that's, that's a that's a, an unfortunate oversight yep. because mm-hmm. God damn, it should have been the thing. Yeah. And a good DM is going to go through here and like computos powers she's got three powers according to this uh the way they did this yeah and of course this came out before the movie sky high so (laughs) she's got an i'll I'll tie into that she's long before yeah control eight mind probe eight telepathy eight everything only works on computers it's like Mm. if i was a new if i was a dm coming to this system now i would create a new power called technopathy where Mm. you can control technology and it almost becomes like an omnipower. Yeah, it, it's yeah. this is what it is, and this is what it is, and it's only for that. Like Cyborg should have that. If he plugs into a computer, he typically can get what he needs out of the computer. Yeah, uh, he's done that since he was created. It's just they they didn't really have a power name for it back then. So I think any DM who's looking at this stuff is yeah. going to have to tweak it for modern. <laughs> it was, I mean, this book came out in 1992. <laughs> exactly. There was a decidedly be- different time. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. Uh, there's the Prince Evolo is, is pretty funny about how he tells his security guards to tell uh, uh, if, if Polaroid touches any of his daughter's uh, forbidden zones that they is to be killed immediately. <laughs> don't, <laughs> I like don't let my wives know about this memo. <laughs> I like the act E. Tartarus, too. I think that was like, hysterical. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Like, like that's What's like that? hell. <laughs> like, I love the um, I, if we're just jumping around. I, I don't know how if we want to keep a track on this or anything. Yeah. But the one I love is the um, like you're talking about like the uh, SW6 got like little mentions, but the um, Pharaoh one is like fantastic, like yep. which which you see in right in issue one, but it goes uh, can change body into iron with a concomitant strength and reduced vulnerability. A real daredevil hadn't really remembered him that way. Guess we romanticized him a bit as the legend grew. But a fun guy who knows how to enjoy his near invulnerability, he'll keep the gang loose, I think. But like, just that one line, like how they romanticized him, because it's like. That yeah, because like, this is being written from Cam's perspective about exactly. all the SW6 Legionnaires. Yes. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like from Cam, that still fleshes out the world, too. Because, right, you know, totally. like you, yeah. you, you, you know these guys, you know, at least going into the uh, five year later, we know our older. Mm-hmm. wiser retired legionnaires but it's like oh yeah you know there was this guy who joined and i guess in the timeline pretty much died almost immediately yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know and it's like oh you know it's a somber moment but he's just now you know now he's back he's young he's fun he's playing guitar with uh Matt yeah. exactly he's doing his thing now you know he's not he's not the doomed hero right i did find it amusing how projectra's um 
early, you know, meet the Legionnaire Princess Projectra. It's like, look for a budding romance between her and fellow knight, Pharaoh lad. I'm like, oh, y'all miscalled that. But that would be something that they would say back in the day because oh, Fairhallad yeah. like a knight in shining armor, right? And she's a princess. So why yeah, and, and, and this this transcript of, of the um Andrew Nolan eulogy delivered by Valor. Yep. And uh, I'll never forget what it felt like to see Andrew disappear into the Sun Eater, knowing he'd never come back. I'll never forget staring desperately into the remains of the creature, hoping that some hoping that somehow Andrew would emerge alive. And yeah, like you say, there's there's these little bits like they're character bits. And I yep. mean, that's what the book was all about. Because in, in the retold story, Feral yeah. had had to knock out Valor. Because there that's was right. No yeah. Boy. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> the other thing, too, if he is a little bit of a daredevil. I mean, could he have? Could he have also, instead of just trying to save Valor? Not, I don't think he was trying to like steal the thunder or anything. But I mean, that kind of also colors the original um, or the non-SW6 version of of Feralad as well, because mm-hmm. oh, man, knocked him out because he thought he could just pull it off, or you know, the mm-hmm. devil make hair type thing. Well, yeah. re- remember this: in an alternate reality, he tried to go hand to hand with Mano. Ah, remember that. that? Yeah, there is that. Mm-hmm. He's a risk taker, and we know what happened to risk. So there's that. <laughs> he got his arm taken. Both he of them. Beaten, beaten over the head with his own arm. Yeah, arm tear off boy, as we like to call him. <laughs> the, only, the only other big thing, I mean, you've got a lot of villain stats, and again, you've got a lot of equipment stats in here. The only other thing that I think was really fascinating about this is you actually get a map of space as we know it. Um, now it is a two dimensional map, so you got to kind of use your imagination, obviously, Yeah. but it's better than nothing. And we don't have a 3d map, although I'm sure Michael will work on one if we ask him to, uh, cause he's that uh, way. 3D work. Okay. Fair enough. Um, uh, so we, we get just the galaxy borders and how everything looks at that point. So yeah, uh, I, if you'll notice in, in this book, uh, also spider girl is still listed as an antagonist. So this is mm-hmm. pretty her joining up with the team and that's right an ally so yes you kind of got to hunt for people and of course this is before they got their legion on the run names so there's no emerald dragon there's no wave there's no tiger rose tiger rose or whatever yeah there's none of that in here so i like the you know i got to point out something from a boy karate kid yeah 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 yeah. but i like the haiku they include that uh hits on ways he can return from death Mm mm-hmm and the haiku was seek the fatal flaw. Each vessel has its weakness, even endless sleep. Mm. And so that, thing, if there's a weakness in death, he's going to find he'll, it. He'll find it. Remember, remember when we talked about the, and I might bring this up on occasion, the reflecto saga. saga, saga, saga. And I said, saga. that was one of his special abilities was his, his way of finding that fatal flaw, finding that weakness. Like yeah. they, they nailed that. And I, and I just want to acknowledge um, the, Oh, Hey, one of my own uh, country people. A special acknowledgement and thanks to Ottawa, Ontario's Elizabeth Holden for the beautiful QD haiku poems scattered throughout the source book. Yay! I was. Uh, just- <coughs> thanks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, they are great, and uh, and that one especially, like, it really does nail it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It really and does. Honestly, yeah. that. 
Marvel used that many years later with Karnak from Inhumans when he died and then somehow find the flaw in the realm of death and found the way out. Yeah. Chopped his Bop, bopped her in the face. Mm-hmm. Did, 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 I mean, you guys have definitely more thorough background outside of the, uh, more modern stuff. Did, did Brainiac five ever show any sort of artistic non-science bent prior to, I mean this, because like, he's, he's writing poetry. Like that's yeah, I, not, not, not unless you include, um, like making a Supergirl sex robot. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> I mean, that's more recreational than art, but I, I mean, I mean, every time he goes crazy, he gets a little artistic with his homicide. So there's that. You know? it's, that? Tell, yeah. it's telling that he's writing haikus though. Since there's a, why is that? Cause you have, it, I don't, they're like numeric. You have to like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. out the hey, syllables. The most mathematical of, of poems, right? And simple, you know, like he's not one yeah. to words or be flowery or whatever. Like that's you could. Yeah, that is very telling. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way. But yeah, yeah, that's because uh, the five, seven, five is pretty mathematical. Totally. I mean, it, 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 yeah, the structure of it is just a, it's just a, it's becomes a logic puzzle, right? It's just, how can I say what I want to say under these constraints? And in the least and, of right. So it's, yeah, it's, it would be boiling. It would be the most scientific poem possible. <laughs> I mean, like, I, yeah, if, if you want to break it down like that. Yeah. And, uh, I know, Michael, you got it. Do you have it posted on uh, your website? The deleted pages entries. Uh, I do not have it posted, but it is. Um, uh, we can drop a link. Uh, it is available on the. Uh, uh, it's the Legion of Super Heroes dot com, and then you can look for it. It's called the twenty nine ninety five. Legion Sourcebook Addenda. Ah. And uh, cool. it's um, there was so much crammed into the sourcebook that it's hard to believe there was a considerable amount that was left out because of a lack of space, mm. including entries on characters like Nightwind, The Wanderers, oh. Starfinger, and even Prody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, who? Prody. <laughs> no, but for it's, there's an entry for Lightning Lad. Yeah, I thought I saw one there. Oh, okay. Fair yeah, enough. But, I guess he gets two entries. Okay. Uh, writer Tom Beerbell has kindly. Paul, I thought you were. Pro- I thought you were prompting Darren. I was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am unpromptable, sir. Uh, so cueing you, sir. Cueing. So, Darren, some of the entries on characters that were not included. <coughs> I'll have were, to go through there and find this because that'd be that would be very um, fascinating for me. Yeah. Wind, the Wanderers, and. A person with a star for a finger. Okay. Or a hey, 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 hey. Could that have been? Fingers. Uh, we'll never know. Tom Beerbot <laughs> has provided the missing information, including the spots in the source book where these text pieces should have been placed. The following pages show the unpublished material. And so we've got like um, a, a letter on page 12. From uh, Rock Crin to the uh, Brawlian Conscription Council uh, about how he's being drafted. Uh, section in uh, Lorno Durgo, 
her private converse correspondence to Largand about, uh, this is just a little note from one friend to another to let you know how much I admire you and how important your friendship has always been to me. Um, there's a medical journal excerpt from Reek Daggle, uh, a personal correspondence from Laurel Gand, uh, an article on the mind of Brainiac 5, uh, uh, stuff like that. So that's, yeah. that's well, the, the most important thing in all of that is it is revealed the one sub we didn't see what's happened to him, double header. And that is <laughs> yeah. Divis, Divid and Frank are living in wealthy retirement off residuals of their sitcom Getting Ahead. I, yes. That would love to I, I would love to have had a fill-in issue of that oh seriously <laughs> seriously well i'm sure Just production guest, meetings and i'm sure tenzel guest star yes. oh i'm sure tenzel executive oh producer. my god it would be fantastic because <sighs> he was just basically a very slow moving car guide yeah the, the <laughs> oh paul why, why would we have a fun issue of that when we could have more of the king john stuff this is what i'm saying um, <laughs> i mean so many spaces <laughs> So many spaces we could have gotten this. <clears throat> and and God, yes, more Tenzel issues. Yes, please. Please. But uh yeah, no, we got King John and we got we got multiple wars across the UP over and over and over again. Yeah. That's what we got. And I, I don't I think after a while that just kind of bogged the series down a bit when Well the, and and that was know. all editorially driven as as, totally. as we noted. Like at the time it was uh you know Dan Raspler saying, No, you need to do something like this. And um, and so well, they we did just did that. And well, do it again. Do it better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> do it again. Do it louder. Do it louder. Do it faster. Do it better. OK, here we go. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Um, but, you know, I, I, I look in here at um, and of course. Uh, oh, boy. Here he is, 37. Page 37. And again, another uh, another outstanding uh, page that focuses on my man, Tenzel Cam. Aww. And um, trust him. He's a senator. And see, he got artist actor. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I, I don't know if he should get that because he, he was had a kind of crazy. Yeah, but he had a real produced professional television show. Absolutely. Yeah, it was like the whole reason he got to go get to go to Earth, right? It was like he was the the the, the scam yeah. was he was setting up a TV show. Yeah. That was that was the scam. And he was arguing it. He was yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Argo fuck yourself. Um <laughs> but um he uh you know so he had that uh on on his uh on his uh side as well and so that helped. Um and I'm trying to. Um, oh, I guess they didn't mention it in here. Just this, uh, this whole, uh, this whole thing of the. That's uh, um, uh, probably in here somewhere. But uh, like Tenzel, immortal food stuff. Trust me, I'm a senator. Laughing at danger. Well, I mean, he does do that, right? All of those things, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and he did go crazy for a bit after, you know, after eating, eating the eating. miracle machine. Yeah. DC's Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> and, and wasn't there at some point a stat for that? Uh, and I thought it was in here, but it doesn't seem to be. No, I don't um, think they ever gave him a quote-unquote stat for that. And I think that's yeah. 
that's when I think they should have Mayfair's team should have talked to the beer bombs. Yeah. Yeah. More about what was going on with the characters at the time, because I'm sure they just said, well, we'll just lift up the stats from the previous book and put them in here. I I think you're right. I think you're right. The third edition rules. Cause I know like chemical King stuff has changed and he didn't have another appearance. So outside of like that secret origins book, you know, so there was no reason to change any of his stuff, but except the, the second edition changed from the third edition, right. For power and things like that. So I I, I just think that they, I don't want to say the word lazy, but it was easier, probably. And, and I think it comes down to the tightness of the deadline. Yeah, deadline. Yeah. The, the tightness of that deadline. I'd be ticked if I had to write all that stuff and then they didn't publish it. I'd be torqued. Well, and, and just imagine, like, there are also who the editor that, that, that was mentioned that was dealing with this book was getting information from two teams, right? It's like we have Mayfair people who are going to get the all my game stats done. Okay, so they're going to do that, and you guys are going to write me this other stuff. And um, the idea of coordinating between the two under that under such a tight timeline, like to the point where Tom and Mary were writing five entries each. Yeah, a night. A, a night. day, and then editing them. And, uh-huh. and like like, that's intense. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, I love Ten's favorite Tenzel's favorite foods, casual sportswear, high performance hovercraft, Savinio, <laughs> Molly Madenum Night Concertos. I mean, as we all know, right? I mean Yum. Yum. Yeah, it's one of my favorite entries just because it's just so delightfully goofy. Delightfully. I, I imagine that Tenzel's allergic to ketchup in my in my canon. And he, no, uh, no. his even even to the point of um, he joined the Legion, by the way, on Christmas Eve, twenty nine seventy four. Uh, his hair, wavy black eyes, lively, impish, deep aqua. <laughs> I like his ambition in life. He's the only Legionnaire to have achieved it. Right. Because when, when he went to um, when he was sent to Tartarus and blowing yes. the largest set of bagpipes. To join in harmony with the poor, the destitute, and the downtrodden, and perform together playing the galaxy's largest set of bagpipes. Yep. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> He's self-actualized. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> if you could change one thing about yourself, it would be my socks at least once a week. Yeah, that, that's that's a good plan. That's a, That's a good plan. What, what I find interesting the list of the list of characters who did not join the Legion in the five year later, like Comet Queen was left off the list and she was a member of the subs. Yeah. That, that newly formed subs by Cosmic Boy. She didn't get the call. Makes you eh. think, wow, what was going on with her at the time? <coughs> she would have been my my vote for for uh, leader. For leader, you know it. Where she not she's not off the. Uh, yeah. She's not even in the index as a uh, gets an entry. No, yep. because the academy's done at this point. Mm-hmm. Not to not to bounce back on this too, but mm-hmm. like the Tenzel, can, can we talk about how they do government in the world of the Legion, where they're just selected <laughs> and you have to run? He's like, drafted, drafted. That's EarthGov too, right? Like that's how EarthGov did it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jim Allen's or Jim Allen's mom. Uh, she wasn't she selected by computer like one of. That's like, right. Yes. Well, yes. They're, they're so they select candidates and then they have 24 hours to uh, campaign. And trust me right now, I am all for that. 
Yeah, well, they, you see, I like I like this Tenzel Kim one, Dear Mr. Tenzel Kim. Congratulations, yeah. you have been randomly selected to run for a seat in the Bismillian Parliament. You are instructed to return immediately to Bismol and launch a good faith can- good faith campaign <laughs> towards mm-hmm. election on November second. To assist you in your immediate compliance, you will be accompanied by two heavily armed officers of the federal court. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which tells me no one no one wants to serve in government on Bismol. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Got a whole planet of him. Oh yeah, you know it. It's hilarious. But that—that's basically the source book in a in a nutshell, guys. Yeah. Uh, yay. The f- the future it's, either it's has worth finding folks. Future seems to only have royalty and people who don't want the job of being a politician. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. So from the um, uh, in addition to the legionnaires, um, there are. Sections on Legion equipment. Um, the SW6 Legionnaires get their own entries. Um, there are uh, a whole bunch of villains. There yep. are uh, supporting cast members. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, like, equipment is everything from the, uh, like, includes the different um, uh, ships that they're using at the time. There's a map of the uh, the headquarters. Um it explains what kind of transportation vehicles are available. Stats for the 2983 Osiris Science Police Patrol Ship, um, the Mark 594 Legion Cruiser, Sklarian Raiders, that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, in addition to the individual characters, um, let's see, villains, you've got uh Darren on page 87 mm-hmm. um is dark sides stats um I don't know what any of those numbers mean hey. but can you can you translate into how powerful hang hang on a minute let me it uh, pull here. Up. let me pull it back up <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> that's okay I know, but I've got like a thousand files in my yeah. DC RPG uh, so, folder. So, so what, what you get with go in there now. Hang on. Yeah, with him, I mean, it's more the special powers like continuum control, um, warp of sixty-five. Um, well, that's that's boom tubing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Invulnerability. Oh, and two hundred and fifty hero points. So two hundred and fifty points that he can use to double any of these stats at any point. Yeah, Darkseid Dark Side's equivalent to Superman, although he's probably a little less powerful here than he would normally be because yeah. this is the 30th century after – this is the quiet darkness version of him. Um, is it? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, he still had most of his powers, I mean, but not at the higher level than that normally he had because mm. um, I think in the original um, source book, he is um, – like strength of 28 or something like that. And he's, Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but that would make sense. Uh, the warp 65 is definitely the boom tubing. He regenerates. Yeah. Yes. He's invulnerable. Continuum control is basically, uh, his control of the reality around him. It's basically, he's a God. Have a nice day. Uh, dimension travel means he can go from dimension to dimension. Like phantom girl's got that power, but phantom girl is limited to going to the phantom zone. Or and, and again, he but can. Dark side can go wherever he wants to. 
So yeah, here's what like uh, like your average uh, dark circle agent has for hero points thirty. He's got two hundred and fifty. So you've <laughs> kind of got this this font of of points that you can use to double any of your stats yeah. in any of the uh, um, of of these things, and they're already fairly prodigious stats. Well, you, would, you would use the hero points to increase the results of your rolls, basically. Right. Yeah. So and the stats would stay the same, but you, you can see he's not very dexterous. You know, he's not very yeah. he's not Timberwolf. Timberwolf's going to be more agile than Darkseid. But he's gonna be more a big hammer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Darkseid's more I'm going to punch you and you you will feel this. So you better hope I don't connect. You know that that's the kind of yeah. thing. So of course, Darkseid is also just going to stand there and give you the eye beams. So have a nice day. There's that. Rather, rather than deal with you. So, but yeah, um, he's he's a pretty strong guy. I'll, I'm going to open up the third um, generation and see if I can find his stats real quick, just to see because he's probably in the back under characters. Summers, Summers back here. That's where. But- they- all the characters in the third edition. Yeah. But that's a, that's a good point is that this is him at his weakened state and he's still much stronger than most. Oh yeah. He's, he's still, a, he's still, you know, it's uh, it, again, it's still, you know, the guy you wouldn't want to meet uh, with, no, no, with, with, wanna... uh, with two D six um, in, uh, in a dark alley. With any number of dice. With any number of dice, exactly. Nope. Um, trying to find. Uh... <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Well, it's only changed a little bit. Um, let's see here. Where are you, Dark Side? There you are. So his strength went from twenty-five to twenty-two. Body That's stayed the same. Older. Yeah, exactly. But his fashion sense improved greatly. Yeah. Oh, huge, huge. Yeah, everything else is the same. It's just that his strength went down. Yeah. That was it. And that, and again, it's weakened state. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Physical strength wasn't normally the thing he was going to be using. No, not unless you're Superman. Yeah. And again, we look at um, you know, the <laughs> hero points as kind of the the reserves that they've got. Exactly. So your typical uh, legionnaire, for example, has sixty. Yeah. Um, and he's got 250. So, you know, the reserves on which he can draw are. You're talking about dark side, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I recall one of like Kirby's original ideas about dark side was he was actually very physically frail. In fact, he was almost like made of paper mache. Right. Because that's why he has that rocky exterior look about him. I don't know if that ever stuck around, but I think that was the idea was that his power that was not, mostly. That did not stick around at all. No. I don't no. <laughs> yeah, I never heard that. No, that, but, that that was changed shortly after he was created, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you his don't power see... all came from his his uh, his uh, Omega uh, beams, Omega beams yeah. and his, you know, his malevolence. Yeah, nobody ever got close to Darkseid, so they never got close enough to test his vulnerability. But then um, Superman did, and so then you had to have a Well, and that's just it, right? All of a sudden it becomes like... Uh, becomes um, like thing now. <laughs> so Valor has dexterity of 14 and hero points of 85. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, not as... Um, not as robust as and and obviously if you're yeah. if you're playing dark side you're the DM, so yeah. 
Well, that's... I mean, more than likely, you're the DM. Yeah. And you can give Darkseid as many hero points as you yeah. want. Yeah, I was just going to say, you're mostly using those hero points to uh, to fend off their... to blow off the attacks of yeah, others. Yeah, exactly. It's like, nope, go away. Like that have- like that one um, eight-panel spread where Darkseid basically destroys eight Legionnaires in the Great Darkness Saga. Yes. Yeah. Let me let me just take care of eight of you, so the rest of you bow down to me. That's <laughs> what he was doing. There's yeah. High Father had to fix them immediately after. So, you know, suddenly Timberwolf really is a robot. Shocking, you know. Mm-hmm. He's a god. Yeah. Continuum so, control. It happens. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. beautiful. But yeah, I, I I love this game. It's a fun game. It's complicated. Yeah, it's it can be a bitch to run at times. But it's it's fun to be able to play with in your hero's world, I think. So especially when uh, you have source books like these that really flesh out what we, we've discussed about this book and this mm-hmm. run being not so forthcoming on some information we would have liked to have had as readers. Right. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. If we're going to play a game in it, we need a bit more information. We need to know more. Yeah. Right. Or the DM's going to make it up as he goes along and be contradicted later. And that's that's the danger of running a game in an active universe. So you kind of right. make your own universe mm-hmm. so that you don't have to deal with that problem. <laughs> so Absolutely. there's that. <sighs> well, so there we go. Indeed. So something about history, right? Uh, well, I mean, you read this book and I mean, it dives into that his that unknown history of the mm-hmm. Legion, Very good. which Very good. then leads me to the question. Bravo. Bravo. Is there uh, anything that happened this week in Legion history, Michael? Uh, as a matter of fact, yes. Oh, thank goodness. That would have been so awkward otherwise. I know. <laughs> um, just for your information, there is no week uh, in which nothing happened. There is uh, not even a calendar day of the year in which nothing happened. Although, I was just looking this up the other day, there are a couple of days of the calendar year in which only one thing happened, but fortunately we were doing an entire week, and so we're good. And what was it? Uh, it was like, <laughs> uh, you're gonna make me look it up. February no. 29th, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, um, it's like someday in May, when when only one thing happened. Oh, okay. So yeah, to be fair, Travis, I mean, obviously. Um, uh, February t- 29th is Superman's birthday. Therefore, mm, also Superboy's birthday when he was a boy. There were actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things that happened on a February 29th. Wow. But there is only one that... thing that has ever happened on a March 2nd. What was that? That was Superboy Volume 1, number 185. It was a legion in, in the backup of Superboy. Nice. But we're not here to talk about the, no! one, thing, the one thing that happened then. Uh, we are here to first go over the uh, class of 2009. Yes. Uh, which you'll remember last week was uh, uh, Monel's mentor, the Guardian, also Chloe Sullivan, and Doomsday from the Smallville show. And uh, the Guardian one is the uh, voted on representative for 2009. 
See, I'll, I'll admit, I, I voted the Guardian because I couldn't vote for Chloe Sullivan because, you know, sex cult. Um, yeah, there's that. Uh, and, uh, and Doomsday because... Doomsday. So, uh, so my, by default, I uh, I had to go the other way. Um, All right. Well, we've got yeah. some we've got some interesting choices this week, and nice. uh, we are now into the retro boot, uh, volume six. And uh, Paul Levitz, in his first few issues, introduces a whole bunch of new characters. Uh, we have Preem Avon who is Saturn Girl's mentor before she was a Legionnaire. Mm. Uh, we have Chemical Kid, Dragon Wing, Gravity Kid, oh. Harmonia Lee, and Variable Lad, uh, some of whom were members of the Academy, some of whom were uh, new members. Uh, we also have a two-part story with the Legion and the subs teaming up with the Doom Patrol and the Inferior Five. Oh my God, this is going to be a tough one. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. There are nine entries this week from the class of 2010. Wow, it was a good year for them. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, were, they were publishing two books in a month. That's that's it. And those, oh my gosh, those, well, lead, those Academy members are fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, so, let's see. Going on to this week in Legion history... Going all the way back 40 years ago, uh, December of 1982, uh, Adventure Comics number one or volume one number 497, which was a digest reprinting Superboy 98. That's when uh, Ultra Boy goes back in time to find out Superboy's secret identity as his Legion initiation task. Mm-hmm. And Superboy 300, where Superboy tries to help the Legion fight off a robot named Earthlow, but it's Monel who temporarily comes out of the Phantom Zone to help. And yeah. those were covered all the way back in episodes eight and nine. And he says, he comes out and he says, I could have been here a lot sooner, you know, if you'd actually worked on that lead cure. Yeah. Totally. Well, totally. well, but see, if he had gotten a lead cure early enough, then he would not have been in the Phantom Zone. He would not oh. have been able to come out and save the Legion. So Fair. everybody would have died. Fair. Oh, it's a good thing Superboy was such a dick. Exactly. Yeah, oh, my gosh. That's true. Now I understand. There we go. So, well, uh, third. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, Superboy was kind of in a box, remember? I mean, once he goes to the future and meets Monel in the future, you can't alter the timeline. So, really. He was not in a box. He, he did not lose his virginity. He doesn't remember when he comes back, though. Hmm. Or sometimes he does, but he's not supposed to. Yeah, remember it was part of uh, suggestion. I mean, post-hypnotic suggestion, right? It was part of the suggestion that he not remember anything related to his own future that he learns while he's in the 30th century, mm. and knowing that Monel comes out in the uh, in the 30th century means that he was never able to uh, come up with a cure. Yeah. And, if if you knew that you would never come up with a cure, would you even try? Right. So it needs to be part of the post-hypnotic suggestion. And right. Yet. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. If not for that post-hypnotic suggestion. Well, if, if, he, if, he, if he did create a way to get him out, it would cause a paradox. Exactly. And we can't have that. Of all the nerdy things we've talked about, this this is up there. This is excellent. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, 
30 years ago, 1992, in Who's Who in the DC Universe Update 93, number two, we have new entries for the L-E-G-I-O-N-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-S. Uh, Ramona, who was Lobo's agent and bail bondswoman. <laughs> and, and Thrust, who was, uh, you'll recall, was Lobo's, one of Lobo's illegitimate kids right. uh, who met up with Timberwolf when Timberwolf was going to be the next big thing in the, in the 90s. Right. 25 years ago, in 1997, we have Inferno number four. Inferno realizes she's more comfortable in her skin than her time with the Legion had led her to believe. With this newfound confidence, she destroys the monster, plaguing her once and for all, and chooses to stay in the 20th century when Saturn Girl contacts her about the time portal home. And uh, uh, that was, we will cover that in fall of 2025-ish. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, Inferno did pop up from time to time whenever they were looking for um, a lineup of teenage heroes like in Young Justice, but she never had more than a one or two captions uh, from then on. <clears throat> so she's kind of a, a, a loose end mm -hmm. who probably got rebooted um, in, uh, in Flashpoint or, or uh, Infinite Crisis or something. Maybe she was one of the casualties from Superboy punching reality. Oh, yeah, he did that. Hey, or maybe that. she'll just randomly pop up one day. Or that. Uh, also the same day, 1997, Legionnaires, number 57. Now that the two teams are reunited, there are more problems with the Kuns. Sparks increasing frustration with her altered powers. The troubled, plagued investigation of a cosmic anomaly, and Cosmic Boy, Livewire, and Saturn Girl's mission to the telepath's homeworld to investigate her increased powers. And this will also be fall of 2025. Nice. 20 years ago in 2002, it's The Legion number 14. Uh, the Legion's final battle with Robotica as the race looks to evolve. Computo achieves his goal of evolution, which causes the war between organics and robots to end. Robots are now viewed as sentient beings. And look for this in fall-ish of 2028. Fifteen years ago in 2007, Brave and the Bold Volume 1, The Lords of Luck. The Book of Destiny calls out to several heroes across time and space in the DCU for an adventure starring Batman, Hal Jordan, Lobo, Supergirl, The Legion, and many more. And uh, uh, we may get that in 2030. Or, you know, Paul's Girls may get to yeah, it in 2030. Yeah. Leave it to them. Uh, also coming your way in 2030 is Countdown. <laughs> uh, so in Countdown 21, in Bloodhaven, Firestorm takes care of the Atomic Knights giving Karate Kid and company a chance to escape into the bump bunker. They find a locked hatch. Karate Kid sets to open the lock as Omak detects he is in place and activates the protocol trigger. Hmm. Some soldiers report there is a massive power surge in the storage hangar that houses Omak. The general is going to order a red alert, picks up the phone, but yeah. then transformed into an Omak. He says that the Mortacacus host is in final gestation 
and viral release is about to happen. Um, you know, you know Michael, you keep bringing up these weird comics that I should know about, but uh, somehow <laughs> I have a blank spot in my memory from. <laughs> uh, well, that just gives you the opportunity to read up on them. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 one should no thank you, sir. No, thank no. you. <laughs> or you can, or you I can say the nay down, down that way lies madness, sir. <laughs> or you can just let me read the uh, no. Uh, no. well, you're I, I will leave it up to you if you wish to um provide me with a synopsis of no, no, I'll teach you. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Uh, five years ago in 2017, over on TV, uh, Supergirl season three, episode nine is called Rain. That's R E I G N, not R A I N. Supergirl investigates a mysterious symbol popping up all over National City, tracing its origins back to an ancient prophecy and the mark of the world killer named Rain. Uh, this is also the first appearance of Imra Ardeen from the Legion as she uh, thaws out from hibernation. And it's revealed that in the 30th century, Monel founded the Legion. Hmm. 935 years from now, in 2957, uh, it's happy going to be birthday, birthday to Nora Nell. Hmm. Uh, I, I wonder if she knows she's going to be birthed that day. Yes. Check her eyebrows. Uh, yes. 955 years from now, uh, in 2977, uh, Karate Kid, Princess Projectra, Pharaoh Lad, and Nemesis Kid, <coughs> they defend the Earth against an invasion by the Kuns and their warlord, Garlak. And that was uh, Adventure 346 and 347, which was recapped in LOSP episode 50. Hmm. And that is uh, this week in Legion history. Well, outstanding. Thank um, you very much. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Before, before we sign out, um, I just got some late news. Um, apparently, this was reported on TMZ uh, November 30th that Peter David um, has been hospitalized for some strokes and oh, possibly no. a cardiac situation. I posted it to the, uh, the Facebook page. There is a GoFundMe <laughs> out there, so please feel free to contribute if you are able to. So. He is recovering now, so it looks like he's out of immediate danger at this point. Well, that's good to hear. He's had some nasty health scares the last few years, so yes, it's, he uh, he's one of those guys we got to keep an eye on. Yep. All right, folks. Um, first off, Justin, thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure, sir. We look Yay. forward to uh, to wow. a, as our uh, senior um, reboot uh, consultant. <laughs> uh, we look forward to seeing you again in the new year. Yep. And uh, but it has been a great pleasure to have you on for this, as well as, of course, our uh, our our zero hour times, which, you know, everything sort of changed. So I'm not sure how that all worked out. Um, <laughs> well, we haven't recovered from the whiteout event yet, so we'll find out later. <laughs> exactly. But uh, <laughs> but always a pleasure and uh, wish you and your uh, family well over the holidays. And yes. uh, hopefully uh, you're able to pick out the right thing for your mom. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> never never the right thing for my mom <laughs> never <laughs> doesn't exist so folks um you can tell us all about your readings from the legion groupie at uh legion of substitute podcasters at gmail.com you can head over to our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, and you can tell us 
all about how Wildfire um, has distinctive suits specifically designed to keep his potent anti-energy under control. It's potent. Mm. Um, yes, yes, hey now. Um, uh, you can head over to our uh, Twitter account, which is LOSP Podcast, and you can tell us there about how the exact fate of Legionnaire Drake Burrow's wildfire remains clouded in the wake of the black dawn tragedy. Um, and, uh, you can also head over to our website, legion of substitute podcasters.com where you can tell us that, that Legion spokesman Breck Bannon referred to Burroughs as having paid the ultimate price to save the system, but added that his death has not been confirmed nor has been his exact status. And so you can do that by leaving a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble with a dexterity of 12, a strength of 13, and a body of 20, Mm. which will help us to fight against the pink fuzz. (laughs) And we will see you all next week. And next week, we're going to start our sixth um, episode look into the King John miniseries.